What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. This is Lift and Learn, Episode 3. In this episode, I'll be breaking down the importance of a squat and why you should be doing mobility work. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, check it out at Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said... Let's get into it. So I recently turned 30 years old. Oh my god, that's crazy to me, but anyways, I got a few gym-related presents, actually. I'm so excited to try out my new shoes. Well, they're new to me, at least. I ended up getting myself the Nike Romelios 3 XD. I bought them used and managed to find a pretty good-looking pair. I've been looking all over for these shoes you don't understand. Since April, I've been looking online for any version of the Romelios, because there's no way I'm paying full retail for those. I think the new ones are like 260 and that's Canadian dollars plus tax. Yeah, no thank you. I'm definitely not willing to pay that much just for lifting shoes. So anyways, I've been looking for them for a few months now, and I went to go see a few of them during the pandemic. I found some pretty nice Romelios, two in black and another in red, but when I saw them, they were too beat up for me, and I I didn't actually want to pull the trigger on those. I also read online that version 1 and 2 of this shoe, I believe, are mainly for squatting only, or movements that involve a squat. Apparently the 3s and the new 4s, they're a bit more functional, if that's the right term to use, so I should be able to use them for squatting or anything else really in the gym. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, I was on Kijiji, And I found these white Nike Romelios 3 in a white color with the racer blue strap and a red sole area. I mean, if it was up to me, I would get a different color, but since I was looking at used ones, I couldn't really be picky. Also, the 4s are the ones Nike currently sells, but I haven't seen any of those on the used market yet, at least in my area. So I ended up buying the shoes for $150, which I thought was a great deal because the seller actually still had the box, the shoes were in mint condition, and even had that shoe shoe stuffing thing, whatever's inside of them. So he definitely took care of them as opposed to the other ones I checked out. I'm so happy with them. I can't wait to use them in the gym and see how they feel and how different squatting will be. I've been squatting for years in these Nike trainer shoes. I can't even remember what they're called now, but they're pretty decent for squatting or lower body days since they don't have too much of a cushion or cushion, sorry, no air bubble or whatever. And it's a pretty solid and stable training shoe, but I'm so excited to give the Romelios a try. And so we'll see how that goes when I get into the gym next and hit my next lower body day. Another present I got from my aunt was the Mark Bell Slingshot. Last year, from the same ant, I actually got microplates, but I haven't used them yet. But I think they'll come in handy as long as I can keep progressing at this current pace. I might be tossing those on some lifts towards the end of the year as I try to hit some of my new strength goals. I'm on pace right now to hit some PRs within a few months, so I'm excited to see how that goes. As long as I don't get injured, things should be okay. But yeah, I got the, uh, the slingshot, so that's another one I'm excited to try out. 
I ended up buying the original slingshot in red in an XL, so hopefully that's the right size for me. I haven't even tried putting it on yet, so maybe I should do that. But from what I read online, it fits tight, so I decided to go size up, and I think that'll do the job. Also, for this model, apparently you're supposed to be working with loads of at least 275 pounds, and I'm not there yet, so I probably won't actually be able to use the slingshot until 2021, but it's something to look forward to and gives me that extra motivation to try to get back to that 315 bench, that three-plate life. I know next time I touch that weight again, I'm not looking back anymore. Last time I hit a three-plate bench, I was around 180 pounds. I was just stuffing my face with food. But my focus with training and diet and sleep and all of that has probably never been better than what I've been doing right now. So if I can keep going and stay injury-free, I should be giving myself a pretty good chance to excel with my training and hopefully improving my health in general. And with that being said, let's get into the fitness portion of the show. First question, why you should or need to squat? You're doing yourself a disservice if you're not going to incorporate a movement which engages your full body. If you can't get into a full deep squat, then you're really missing out on a compound movement that will arguably stimulate and activate the most muscles in your body. If done properly, the squat will actually reduce your chances of injury, even if it's knee pain, because it will actually strengthen and stabilize the knee. Of course, there are going to be some exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, everyone should be able to squat, but some people may have lost the ability to over time. Think about how many times you have to get into a squat-like position daily. Getting up from a seated position. If you're a mother, then picking up your baby off the floor. And even something simple like getting up from the toilet seat. You may think that the squat is only a lower body exercise, but there's actually been studies to show that it actually activates your whole core more than something like a plank, which could be seen as one of the most overrated exercises, honestly. And I mean your whole core, your abs and lower back included. That's right, a squat will actually activate your core muscles and that's simply because you have to brace your core and keep your body upright when going down into a squat. Now I know, fitness is hard and you don't have enough time. Well, when you work out, you want to be as efficient as possible. If you don't squat, yeah, you can of course substitute exercises if you need to. But it's going to be a pretty inefficient idea if you're going to do 5 reps of leg curls instead or leg extensions or go around the gym doing other isolation exercises like glute bridges. Even if you do 10 sets of those exercises, it still might not necessarily equal the same amount of muscle stimulation or building as much as doing a compound movement like a squat or at least trying to improve your squat form with mobility exercises or squatting with some kind of assistance like a chair or something to hold on to. Squatting doesn't need to just be done in the gym to make the intensity harder. Yes, when you're in the gym, you can just keep adding weight onto your back or onto the bar, but there's other ways to make the exercise harder. First of all, you can perform squats anywhere, and there are so many variations that could be viable no matter how in shape or out of shape you may be. Variations include having a band around your knees that you're constantly pushing out against to work more of your abductors. You can slow down the movement, add pulses. You can do a jump squat if you're advanced. 
Jump squat research shows that it actually increases athletic performance and even sprint speed, so the squat is clearly a tool you want to be using since it could translate that strength to other movements as well. Don't just jump into an advanced movement like a jump squat though, if you're just starting out because that's going to be a lot of impact on your knees and joints. Even if we think about squatting from just a calorie burning perspective, it's a great exercise because so many muscles are working which equals more calorie burning, as opposed to something like a donkey kickback or some other isolation glute movement that looks so good when it hits the explore page on social media. For women, working out has also been shown to help you a little bit when it comes to delivering a baby, and the squat is a necessary tool in that aspect. I'm not saying childbirth won't be painful, but squatting could help make your pelvic floor more powerful and it could ease the pain of delivering a baby just a tiny bit more than if you hadn't done it, probably due to bracing and control over those pelvic muscles. Now I currently have mostly an older clientele and most of them can't actually do a squat, but for them even us practicing squats is a workout. We go through multiple hip, ankle, and knee mobility exercises. We do squats with assistance, so we'll use a chair, or squatting while holding onto something, and we've seen improvements over the months and years that we've been practicing it. Some of them still can't do a squat, but we're still seeing their health and fitness improve because they're still getting stronger and still reaping the benefits because we're slowly increasing the intensity of the routine over time. If you're a gym bro, then you should listen up because there's another reason why you need to start squatting. If you've had a long layoff from the gym, the best thing you can do for yourself is a leg day because squatting has been shown to actually increase your natural testosterone output, aka it releases the biggest muscle building hormone throughout your body. This is because you're activating so many muscles at once as opposed to just doing a chest day or an arm day which involves smaller muscles in comparison. If you're doing squats, that leg strength will even carry over to other exercises. It could lead to a stronger deadlift. It could lead to stronger and more stability in your lunges and could even increase your vertical jump. And if you know me, (laughs) that's something I desperately need. I know there's bodybuilders out there that might not squat, but for most people out there, it's an exercise that should not be skipped, along with deadlifts, which I'll actually talk about in a later episode, and we'll dive into that. But that's simply because it works so many muscles at one time, and there aren't many exercises that you can say that about. And if you're in the gym half squatting, then you need to hop on the mobility train too, because you're not going to be building as much muscle as you can if you're not going through the full range of motion of the exercise, and that's for any kind of exercise, not just the squat. If you squat properly, it's great for activating and strengthening ankle, hip, and knee joints and stabilizes and protects your knee by building all the supporting muscles around it. For most people, there'll be a variation of a squat that will be difficult for you if you're just focused on working out at home right now. To squat, you don't even need any equipment at all to get started, so if you're not squatting, you should start right now. And if you struggle squatting right now, then work on your squat and do some mobility work. And that'll hopefully get you to an efficient squat without pain. Next question. Why you should be doing mobility work. I've already talked about mobility multiple times and it's only episode 3, but everybody should be doing some kind of mobility work. It's as simple as that. With the way our lives are now, especially during the pandemic, it's been so highlighted 
If you've been working from home, if you're in a desk all day sitting down, your shoulders are rounding and your head might be tilted forward. Think about how glued we are to our phones nowadays. Even kids are doing it these days. They're on their iPads or laptops for hours a day, and they'll probably be on it even more if schooling and everything else gets shifted to more online-based, which, I mean, it is. It's a growing problem in our society today that is often getting overlooked because there really isn't enough research these days about the long-term harmful effects that this has on our bodies. And that's why mobility is super important to prevent injury, maintaining good joint health, and longevity in your life. If you're in the gym doing advanced movements and aren't able to move your body properly throughout that movement, your risk of injury is going to be a lot greater because you're not practicing a certain range of motion. So what is mobility exactly? Mobility is not the same as flexibility, but they are related to one another. Flexibility, first and foremost, is just how far you can stretch or lengthen a muscle by performing movements like static stretches. Now, mobility is the ability to actually move a part of your body through its fullest range of motion. You do need a good amount of flexibility in order to have good mobility, but mobility could be even more important than flexibility because mobility is your own ability to move your body a certain way, so it's going to require strength and stability. Mobility can help you with numerous things, especially as you age, and start to move less than when you did when you were younger. It can improve your posture, increase range of motion in your joints, and reduce injury. Now, if we're talking about doing mobility exercises, then the goal of those exercises is to extend the range of motion that you're able to move your body in. For example, you can do simple mobility exercises where all you do is roll your neck like in a circular motion. Now, you do this slowly and you try to create as big of a circle as you can, so you're kind of exaggerating the movement as opposed to how you might regularly do it, which is just to quickly roll your neck when you think you're stretching it out, but you're not really doing much. Another simple example of a mobility exercise is just rolling your wrist throughout its full range of motion. Mobility is all about controlling the movements that you're able to do through a single joint or multiple joints at once, depending on how complex the exercise is. Working on mobility exercises as often as you can will simply help you move better for anything you do, whether you play recreational sports, you're a professional athlete, or you just want to live a better life because, like I said earlier, it will reduce your risk of injury and can deal with some imbalances and pain that you may have been putting up with as you notice that your body is getting older. Remember that if you have certain mobility issues in your ankle, that could trickle along the kinetic chain of your body and affect your hip and knee because everything is connected. So if your ankle is causing issues, then your hip or knee could be compensating for that and you, that could lead to other issues. It's just like a chain reaction, so you have to fix the underlying issue. Over the past few years, I've improved my squat depth tremendously doing a bunch of lower mobility work because I knew it was something I needed to work on. It's been a constant thing that I've needed to work on for years because I injured my ankle pretty badly twice in 2018 and I recovered through that by doing rehab, which is really just a lot of mobility work. During the second half of 2019 though, I started to abandon the mobility work I was doing because I figured I was healthy and cured by then since it was already a year after the injury, so I was fine for a little bit. 
Eventually, though, I noticed that my compound lifts started to plateau, especially the squat, and that's because I wasn't really comfortable with more than 275 on my back when I was in the bottom of my squat, so that limited my progress. Well, the pandemic happened, and I eventually got back to adding mobility exercises into my daily routine, and I feel like I'll be able to catch up to my old self and even surpass my old self within the next few months because I've been working on nagging issues that I've always had. Now, I'm still working on mobility because it's still pretty difficult for me to get into the bottom of an overhead squat position, so that's my main focus right now. I've seen the benefits of doing mobility work firsthand, so I've started introducing it to my clients earlier this year, and it's led to some great things. Now, we know that if your joint mobility is limited, that could actually lead to things like chronic pain, and that's exactly what was happening to a client of mine. When I first met her, she was telling me that she wouldn't be able to barbell squat because she gets a pain in the side of her glute. After the assessment, I find out that she's had this pain in her glute for years, but she just figured that it was due to getting old. I remember her telling me she'd get the pain if she goes on her long walks or if she squats down, but doesn't feel any pain in the lunge. So we focused on doing lunges in the meantime when it came to her resistance training, but part of her daily workouts now were some mobility exercises. Simple things like rolling out her ankles, doing some frog stretches where she's being active in the movement, occasional foam rolling, and a few other things. And after a few months, actually, we were in the gym putting 95 pounds on her barbell back squat, pain-free. I ended up bringing up that pain she mentioned a few months ago, and she told me that she actually stopped having the pain from just doing these few exercises for just a few minutes daily. That's all it took. Now, obviously, some people's place on the pain scale may be higher than others, and it could take a lot longer and more work than just doing mobility exercises, but it's a step in the right direction. And for everyone out there, it's good to just start adding mobility exercises into your routines. Now is a great time to start, especially if the pandemic is still forcing you to be at home and possibly away from the gym. For me, the gyms are open, but I've already gotten into the routine of doing mobility exercises throughout the day because I'm trying to take advantage of the good weather since my home gym is in my backyard right now. When the gyms were closed, I did my home workout. I did some mobility exercises to get even more movement in. If you're at home doing nothing right now because the gyms are still closed where you are, then you should definitely start doing some mobility exercises because you're probably the ones who need it the most, to be honest. It's easy these days to get into the habit of just watching Netflix or YouTube all day. I see it all the time with my clients' kids since they haven't been in school. And yeah, if you're young, you can probably get away with it, but mobility-related issues continue to be a problem in today's world, and it's only going to get worse. Even if the gyms are open, you'll benefit from doing them too, because it's probably not the best idea if you just go to the gym for an hour or two and then just sit down and do nothing while your body recovers. Yeah, I mean, I did that when I was younger too, but if you're more active during the recovery process, the chances are you'll grow more and be healthier. This is actually something I had to learn along the way, because the majority of my clients are elderly people over 50 And I'm not in there telling them to squat, bench, deadlift every day because that's going to be pretty tough for them to do. They all tell me they have pain in so-and-so area or they have trouble doing basic tasks like going up and down the stairs. Their problems are basically all mobility problems when it comes down to it because they've spent years neglecting physical activity 
and that's caused them to lose strength and balance while walking over time. They might have chronic hip and knee problems at this point in their lives too. The process is slow for them, but mobility will help them strengthen certain joints they need to be able to live an independent life. At first, I just get them to get used to doing squats. So whatever range of mobility they have, I let them get used to actually being in a squat, regardless of how low they can go. The best way to work on mobility is to actually do the exercise to the best of their ability and just sit in the hardest part of the movement. So for my clients, I let them sit in the squat and they'll slowly start to actually strengthen all the muscles involved. If it's a squat, you could just basically start by coming out of a chair with some assistance and then eventually you'd want to progress to having no assistance or not using your hands. Then you might have them squat as low as possible while holding on to something. After doing all these basic things for just a few weeks, the client may realize that they're actually getting stronger in said movement. And you might even notice that their depth has actually improved by an inch or two. And then you just work from there, really. For me, like I said, something I'm working on is the close grip overhead squat. So what am I doing? Well, every day, a few times a day, I'll spend a few minutes sitting as low as I can in the squat while keeping my arms in the air by my ears pointed to the sky. I've been doing these pretty much every day in my backyard. I have this little area that I have to sweep with a broom, so... That's what I've been using. I've been using this broom overhead and trying to get as low as I can in a squat while keeping, you know, keeping the broom over my head. At this point, even getting to 90 degrees with my hips near the bottom is pretty difficult because I think I'm lacking some thoracic mobility and my upper body hunches forward. But I've seen progress from just doing that along with target specific mobility movements. All you have to do is just be consistent with it, even though it can be boring sometimes and it seems like you're not making progress, but you should start seeing progress after a few weeks or months like me and my clients have. For me, when I got to my strongest points in my lifting career so far, that's when I tended to get hurt. I had to miss bench sessions because my elbow hurt, or the typical knee pain so I can't squat or have to skip a leg day. I've been through those minor injuries before, and if you don't get to the prime issue, then it's going to be a nagging point for you for a long time, and that will eventually stop you from progressing to a better point. This is something that I had to learn after my own injuries because I didn't know what the solution was at the time. So how can you start getting into mobility routines? Well, I like to browse YouTube and try all different kinds of routines, but I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Tom Merrick. He has some great information and routines in regards to mobility. And hey, you made it this far listening to my voice. So check out my Instagram at Isaiah.Copon and follow along there where I'll be doing hashtag mobility Mondays every Monday, of course. And I'll be doing that for a few weeks. So maybe that can kickstart you in your own mobility journey. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every single Friday. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. See you next week with another episode where I'll be talking about ways to stop plateaus and why you should not be intermittent fasting if you want to lose weight. Thanks, guys. See you next week.